Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Is your inner voice some kind of jerk? Do you routinely say things to yourself like, why can't? you ever speak up for yourself or why do you always mess up? Yeah, the boss said I did a great job on that project, but she was just being nice. I'm never going to be able to whatever. Today, you'll learn why you've got that, frankly, asshole in your head and my top three ways to shut them up. And I've got a free gift for you to really shift that voice in your head. So stick around. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven. With over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships, which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello, hello. Abby here. Oh, really good topic today. You know, your negative self-talk, your inner critic needs to go. (laughs) I have been knee deep in all things negative thinking because of my uh, new book that I'm trying to finish writing, which is uh, Negative Thinking Sucks and Not in a Good Way. Uh, You should be giggling right there. And uh, if you want to get on the wait list for that, we will have that on the show notes page, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. And uh, this is episode 133. So, uh, but you'll see ne- inner critic, negative self-talk, and you can get on the wait list there. If for some reason you don't want to go do that, just email. Um, you can use the contact form on the website, or you can email me directly at abby at abbymedcalf.com. 
and uh, I'm happy to put you on the wait list. So uh, that'll push me. The, the more people on that wait list, the more pushed I am to finish it. So and I'm really excited about it. But here's, you know, you're going to get some sneak peeks into some of that now uh, today because and this is something very near and dear to my heart. Not only do, gosh, the vast majority of my clients deal with this, but it's something I really had to overcome. And uh, especially when I first got clean, you know, I just thought I was a piece of you know what. I, I just didn't think anybody would like me, that I wasn't worthy of love, that everything I did was going to turn to crap. And I, I did not have a good word to say about myself. I really didn't. And I hadn't been such a great person uh, in when I was using and I did things that I was really ashamed of and uh, that I, you know, just couldn't sort of figure out and, you know, why and how. And uh, I'm sure listening, you have some of the same stuff. You, you've you done things and, and, and maybe it's not anything you're ashamed of, but maybe it's just, you know, you thinking, oh, why did I do it that way? And why did I say that? And uh, what's wrong with me? I'm no, just no good at blah, 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 you know, those kinds of things. Why do I always mess up? I mean, all of that is really negative self-talk. And I always say that negative self-talk is a shape shifter. It, <laughs> it shows up in a bunch of ways. You know, the, the yeah buts, like, you know, uh, oh, Abby, I have clients say it. Well, you're saying that because you have to, you have to be nice to me, that kind of thing. Uh, no, I don't. And I am and I am, but you know, uh, always never language or why can't I ever language? Obviously, the constant criticism in your head is never quite good enough, uh, telling you, you know, you're not good enough, that there's something wrong with you. You know, it's basically being driven by fear of failure as opposed to driven from inspiration. You know, it's <clears throat> where the, the inspire, where that um, drive comes from. So, well, let's jump into that right now. So where does your inner critic come from? Uh, what what's it doing there? Uh, and so you're, you know, your inner critic, your inner critic is really all about one thing. Drum roll, please. Right? I'll do it on my desk. It it's shame. I, I yeah. You you might think you speak this way to yourself because that's how your mom or dad or both of them spoke to themselves, uh, and it was maybe the language they spoke to you. But it's still all from that same place. It's still from shame. Their shame, your shame. Everybody's got shame. Aren't we lucky? I've talked about shame before. I did a whole podcast on that, so I'm certainly not going to spend my time here. But for now, I just want to remind you that it's when you don't feel worthy, uh, good enough, or you feel self-conscious in any way. And the job of our inner critic is to shame us first. So like, so we're not feeling you know, the sting of others calling us out or shaming us, which of course they will, we think, because, you know, we're that, that, that bad or we deserve it. So uh, there was a pretty famous sociologist named Thomas Sheff, who uh, he called shame the master emotion. And, and many have quoted it since then, because kind of is, it affects and drives so much of your thoughts, your behaviors, and how you experience other people, situations, your world. And it's, you know, it's, it, and shame has really been a problem because it was taboo to talk about it for so long. Yeah. God, God bless you, Brene Brown. She's out there, right? She's all about it, but nobody was talking about it before her. That's why it was such a big deal. 
And even that, I still talk to people who don't know who she is or haven't read her stuff. And it's not like everybody's reading Brene Brown. Um, so, and again, she's relatively new on the scene. Uh, uh, Gershon Kaufman was, is a, a psychologist who's, and I love this quote. He says, um, American society is a shame-based culture, but shame remains hidden since there's Shame about shame, it remains under taboo. The, the, the taboo on shame is so strict that we behave as if shame doesn't exist. And it's true. It really happens a lot. And I did some research because I have some of you wonderful listeners from other countries. And it does seem that shame is very universal. Isn't that lovely? Uh, so whether you're listening to me from Edinburgh or, you know, Brisbane uh, or London, I've got people all in those places. Um, you're likely relating, and and it sort of surprised me. I thought I was going to have to do a whole thing on here's our different countries, you know, and different countries certainly have other also ways that they don't talk about. That's the thing. It seems to be taboo everywhere. People just really don't talk about it. It's not, and it's not, but it's experienced often in the same way. It's very very interesting, and in a lot of ways, and this was seemed very universal. It's like we're fish who don't know we're wet. We don't realize that that's what it is that's driving so much. So uh, it's it's incredible. Um, and you know, guilt is just as powerful an emotion. I, I let's let's not give up on Jewish guilt uh, at any guilt, but guilt ends up having a positive influence. You know, I felt guilty about I don't know stealing that money, so I took action. You know, maybe you went and paid it back, or you never stole again. You know, guilt can be a good thing, but shame is only destructive. It it only comes for you. No one, uh, no one here, no one in this room would like me if they really knew who I was or really knew what I did or whatever. Uh, there, you know, with shame, there's no room for improvement. We don't think we're capable of change. It's terrible. Uh, and and the lovely Brene Brown, and I can't remember which book it's in, but I always quote it. Is she says that shame erodes our courage and fuels disengagement, and it's very true. It, it separates us from other people. So, so our patterns of negative self-talk, they really start in childhood. And again, you might not be able to trace it back there because you, you had a child's brain and it, it, again, fish who don't know they're wet, you don't even realize that that was shame talk. So you, and again, you probably never really thought about what you were thinking of when you were a kid. It's not how we think as little kids. Uh, I can't tell you how many clients I've worked with who said I was crazy and that they had a loving, amazing childhood, only to find out that there were actually a number of ways they didn't feel accepted by their parents or siblings. And that really starts shame. Why aren't you accepted? Why are they telling you you should be studying this thing instead of that thing? Why are they laughing at, you know, some quality you have and finding it funny uh, that, you know, whatever it is, it, they might be discounting something or dismissing. All of those are ways that we believe we're not accepted for who we are. I better change or I won't be loved. And that's what really comes out of that. Again, not consciously, not, you know, because our little brains don't think in that way, but that's the message. And there's a lot of consequences of your inner critic, of all this negative self-talk. Um, one of the biggies I see is that you think People are being negative when they're actually well-meaning, when they're actually not. So there are tons of misunderstandings, misconnections, miscommunications. It's, it's, that happens a lot. Uh, all that rumination and self-blame are linked to increased depression and anxiety. So we see exacerbated uh, mental health symptoms over and over. 
there you definitely if you're focusing on negative stuff that inner critic is going at you uh your motivation's less you start you feel more helpless and it you know really limits your thinking so the more you tell yourself you can't do something the more you believe it and your brain's confirmation bias wants to prove you right so you find yourself less able to do things or or, or finding them much harder than they need to be i know it's that horrible self-fulfilling prophecy again uh, perfectionism is one of the big ways I think it shows up. You you believe that great isn't as good as perfect. You believe that great isn't as good as perfect, and that and here's the here's the kicker. You believe perfection is attainable. It's not. Of course, it's not. Right? I you think of I use basket. Yeah, I don't even watch basketball, but uh, I talk about basketball. Uh, but if you think of a Michael Jordan or a Kobe Bryant cup. Uh, may rest in peace. Uh, you know, and and the the epic stories of how much they practiced and practiced and practiced and you know drilled and drilled and drilled, and they didn't make every basket. Of course not. It's impossible. <laughs> no, we're not expecting that. Uh, but always, you know, striving for doing your best and feeling really good about it. But not strive. So they were striving to be really good, like amazing, top of their field. They weren't striving to be perfect because they know that that's not attainable. So. Uh, but I hear clients really thinking it is. And here's something I'll get you with. They're in re the research, the research shows that high achievers do better than their, uh, you know, perfectionistic counterparts, right? That they do better than people who are more perfectionistic because they're less stressed. So they can think more clearly and don't waste time down those rabbit holes. They don't pick apart a completed project, you know, trying to zero in, like, where could I have done better? What else could I have done? How could that have been? You know, instead, they just feel happy and satisfied. They say, oh, job well done. Good for me. I know. If that sounds like a distant memory for you, if you can't remember the last time you finished a project and actually patted yourself on the back and took a minute and said, yay, then uh, you, you probably have a problem here. You're probably listening. You're in the right place. You're, you're here with me for a reason. Uh, you know, uh, inner, that inner critic, what, where I see it the most, of course, is in relationship problems. Uh, you, if you're constantly self-critical, you often become needy and secure because you're looking for others to tell you you're okay. You want them, you know, I hear a lot, you, well, you know, wanting someone to have your back. They should have my back. Uh, it's like, well, yeah, they should have your back, but it's like feeling you don't have your own back, <clears throat> you know, that, and you want them to prove they have your back because you don't really feel worthy. That's where that comes from. Um, when partners or, or friends or coworkers don't show up in the way you think they should, you start feeling resentful and angry. Again, if you're running around with a lot of, lot of resentment and anger, you likely have a very uh, critical, very nasty internal critic, you know, inner critic. And, uh, <laughs> and this might sound simple, but another big problem with negative self-talk is that it means you're not speaking positively to yourself. Yes, I know that seems obvious, Abby. But <laughs> research has shown that one of the biggest predictors of success is positive self-talk. Uh-huh. So now your inner critic is stopping you from reaching your true potential. That's, that, that, that's what's going on there. Uh, and again, like I said, you, I think the biggie is that these, these inner critic statements become self-fulfilling prophecies. If you're always saying to yourself, no one will ever love me, that's what's going to show up. You, you might meet nice people, but you either don't notice them or you think they'd never have anything to do with you. Or maybe you act so uncomfortable around them and present yourself as so insecure and, and edgy and uptight that they're not interested. So 
again, your brain's confirmation bias will drive you to prove yourself right. So there's nothing about this inner critic that's helpful. It doesn't, um, I love when people say, well, there's good things because, you know, motivate, it, an inner critic doesn't motivate you. A uh, inner evaluation does where you're not nasty to yourself, where you look at your day and go, hey, what could I have done better today? What was not working? Oh, yeah, I was impatient with my son or, you know, I ate too many cookies or, God, those Girl Scout cookies are out right now here in the United States well, as I'm recording this. And I just need to say. Samoas, thin mints. Who's with me? Who's with the Samoas and the thin mints? They're my, they're my, they're my jam. Uh, Gary gets a case of each of those. <laughs> so, so, so my, so my, my booty might be getting even bigger. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but so maybe I do eat too many cookies. But if I sit there and call myself a big fat pig and what's wrong with me and I never have self control, you know, and I catastrophize and generalize and I, I have that negative inner critic. I can never do this. So you always that. That's not helpful. That's not motivating. If I say to myself, you know, I ate too many Samoas today. Tomorrow, I'd really have to be more mindful about that. Or maybe I can ask Gary to bring them to the office. Or maybe I can ask him to hide them so they're not so easily accessible. Or maybe, you know, you start to problem solve. You start to problem solve. And you're not beating yourself up for not being perfect. Get it? Okay. I say with love. All right. And positive self-talk, I'll just say this briefly before I go into all the, you know, what we're going to do here. But it's, you know, there's so much research on it. It's got so many benefits, literally from living longer. And if you're nice to yourself, you want to live longer, right? Lower rates of depression and anxiety, obviously, but things like stronger immunity. You've, you, you, you don't get the common cold as often. Better psychological and physical well-being overall. Better cardiovascular health. Reduced risk of death from cardiovascular disease. Better coping skills when things are hard or stressful higher relationship satisfaction. You know, the research shows stronger, more connected relationships that have more longevity. All of it. There's so many more too, but I didn't want to spend a ton of time on this. And, and I will say, by the way, if you want to, um, I'm going to give you lots of great tips today, but I do have a free Optimism Jumpstart Workshop. It's free. It really is on my website on the shop page. You don't have to put in a credit card. Don't worry. You can get it for free. And I really can't recommend highly enough that you take it because it will help you zero in on some of the negative self-talk and what you can do to change it, like really specifically to you and how you can shift that. And it's an hour of your time. You take the test. Come on, who's like take the test? But I did all that for you for a reason. Go take it. Go use the resource. I say with love. Okay. So let's talk about how to shut up your inner critic. How to shut them up. Shut her up. Shut him up. Shut her up. Shut them up. So, well, and I will say everyone's a little different with what will work best when it comes to, you know, shutting up your inner critic. So these are my top three, the research backed as always methods, and you can do all of them or one of them, you know, whatever's right for you. Uh, and okay. So before I jump in, I got to say one thing first, you know me, I always have one more thing to say. So all the tools I'm, I'm about to show you are absolutely effective. Without a doubt, doing this 35 years, I know my stuff. I, I, I see clients have these great results, blah, 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 right? Myself too. But, and they'll absolutely help you. Absolutely. But, you knew there was a but, I can teach you all the great tools in the world. And if you don't remember to use them, they're not going to help you. So there are two things you've got to do first before these tools. Number one, you got to be mindful throughout your day or you won't realize your inner critic has been yapping at you. 
You've got you got to notice the voice and stop it. Especially, you have to be ahead of that momentum. Remember, got to stop that car on the top of the hill. You got to get there early in the day. So you know, making mindfulness a habit really right, really getting in there is so huge. So uh, I I'll link to making mindfulness a habit that uh, podcast. I did one on it. And again, I'll also link to the the other thing, which is again, getting ahead of the momentum. You've got to start with positive. You can't let that inner critic take over. And I'll link to episode 111 of my podcast, which really started that whole how to stop negative thinking vibe. So uh, getting ahead of the momentum, really big. Some few things you can do in the morning in addition to what I'm telling you now. So there you go. Just putting that out there. Get mindful. I say with love as always. All right. So here's the three things. Number one. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Self distancing, really effective. And for a long time, uh, psychologists, you know, uh, we suggested these things called thought stopping techniques. And that was how you silence your inner critic. That's what they said to do. You know, just, uh, you know, just say no, just do something else, just ignore it and uh, tell it to go away. But uh, that doesn't work. There, <laughs> the research actually shows that this technique doesn't work. It's even been found that, you know, thought suppression, suppressing your thoughts like this leads to thought rebounding, where the thoughts come back quickly and sometimes even stronger. Uh, so telling yourself stop or flicking a rubber band on your wrist won't work for the long term. But, be- but before I go on, I'll say that you can use those tricks and then do a grounding exercise and have great results, okay? So sometimes just to stop, but as long as you have that thing right there to then start to shift, that's different. It's it's if you just say stop and then keep going doing what you're doing, it's not gonna nothing's gonna happen. Um, so so I've used grounding techniques with my clients for years. They're very useful to stop negative thoughts it, again because they help you sort of get into the present moment, calm your overactive amygdala, calm down that fear brain, so you actually can start thinking differently. Um, I'll link to uh, again on the show notes page, abbymetgaff.com forward slash podcast. Uh, the show notes are on the page for this particular um, broadcast, this particular episode. I'll link to it there uh, so you can get a list of grounding techniques, okay? Um, they're really good, and you can even listen to the Anxiety Blog, you know, podcast if you want. I'll link to both of those, making it easy for you. But So that's that. But let me get back to this tip. So Ethan Cross, uh, he's, at the, he's at the University of Michigan, um, their emotion and self-control lab, I think it's what it's called. Um, if you're listening, Ethan, I'm, I apologize if I got that wrong. 
<clears throat> and he has a, <clears throat> excuse me, a colleague over at, um, and I don't even know how to pronounce this man's name and I apologize. It's like Oslem Avduk, something like that. He's at the University of California, Berkeley, but they've been studying your inner critic, all this stuff for quite a while. And, and, and by the way, they totally concur with the research that the solution isn't to try to suppress your inner critic again, because the voice just keeps returning, but they found, um, it's, I also want to say that it's also not effective to just sit and analyze your emotions when you, you know, your inner critic is on a roll because that can open up, you know, lots of rumination reliving those feelings, getting even more stuck in your negative cycle, you know, so you don't necessarily want to just sit there and like, you know, go down the negative path. In other words, you don't want to ruminate more on it. So they suggest responding to your inner, what your inner critic is saying from this detached perspective, again, almost as if you're another person or as if you're another person. And the technique is called self-distancing. And basically, you know, social distancing, physical distancing. Now you got self-distancing. Uh, so basically you replace the word I with a pronoun, you know, she, he, they, when you're talking about yourself, or you can just use your own name, but you're creating that distance from yourself. So, and I'll tell you, so I have a brilliant client. I love her. Uh, we'll call her Anna. Um, and she was born I think with every disadvantage, I can't imagine many more. Basically, her family escaped the death squads in El Salvador, and she grew up in the U in the U.S. They escaped here. She poverty, going to bed hungry all the time, no extended family around, parents who don't speak English, and she started having to work at a very young age to bring money in. I mean, they did, they couldn't eat. You know, they could they didn't have money. But her parents, God bless them, really pushed her at school. They were like, the only way out is if you keep going to school. <clears throat> so. She worked very hard at school and she ended up with a full scholarship to an Ivy League university. And she had a 4-0 all her years there, all the whole time. She kicked butt. So, but after graduation, so she got this amazing job. And this is when I came in the picture. And once she started work, she was full of self-doubt. Her inner critic was on a roll, partying. Telling it was on fire. Tell her now she was in way over her head. That's what she kept hearing. You are in way over your head. Uh, you know, she tricked these people somehow into hiring her. Or they were just being nice because of her background. Um, even though she never shared this story because she didn't want people to hire her because they felt sorry for her. So, but she said, Oh, they probably found out. They stalked me on, you know, Instagram or something. I, I she had stories about how they would have found out. Um <laughs> and she would think uh, somehow like she would, who am I to be making this kind of money? Uh, I'm trying to remember all the things she said. Uh, it was more money than she ever dreamed of. So she was just waiting to crash and burn. She would say it all the time. And she was so stressed out. She was having panic attacks and from this inner voice. And thank God realized I need to do something about this. So, and we use self-distancing for her with incredibly good results. I have to say. It was amazing. So she, she would literally ask herself, she'd sit in the session, you know, but she would do it on her own, but she would show me what she was doing. She, and she'd say, why was Anna so confident at school, no matter what was thrown at her? But now she feels like she can't do the work at this company. You know, why does she think it's going to be so different than when she was at college? Why does she think that all of her years of persevering and always being able to figure it out, always, because you can imagine at a young age, by the way, 
she was they didn't have money for college so she, you know for a long time it was like great i'm gonna make good grades to get in but where how am i gonna get in i can't pay for it but again just kept like we'll figure it out later we'll figure it out later we'll figure it out later and they did they kept doing it so she would start asking herself but again like anna like why hey anna over there hey you <laughs> why does she think this so weird given the history and it really worked so because when you're saying i'm such an imposter you know there's no distance it's it's so easy to get caught up in the pain and the panic and when you talk about a situation in in this first person style you're self-distancing enough to engage the thinking part of your brain. And so guess what? More rational. You have some clarity because it can seem like it's happening to someone else. Sometimes people tell you, you know, to talk like you're talking to a best friend. But I like this even more because it's you and you're using the own proof of your life, so to speak, as opposed to, you know, what you would say to someone else. It's nice to say something to someone else. But, um, and I want to throw in... <laughs> because you know me, I'm always throwing something in. It, it's very close to self-distancing -distan is another, this effective tip, uh, which is to remind yourself that the negative voice in your head isn't you. That's not you talking to you. That voice is from your past. It's likely a combination of voices. Oh, that's how, oh, that's my dad, you know. Oh, that's Anna's dad speaking to her like that. And actually her dad didn't speak like that, but uh, that's her, that's a sibling. That's that coach. That's a teacher. That's a friend or even a stranger who said something to you that's stuck. That's that person doing that. That's, that's, that's that voice. That's their voice. Um, so you're further detaching and distancing yourself from that inner critic when you, when you realize it's not you. And again, we've talked about in other podcasts, I've talked about, you know, giving it a name. So if you don't say, that your own name or and then talk about yourself you can uh you know next time you hear your inner critic you and i do it i call mine the diva uh you you know i roll my eyes and i say oh there goes the diva again damn I, she's on a tear today maybe i need to give her a bath or a cookie my house it's always a cookie uh you can name your inner critic whatever you want but my suggestion is to make it as light you know really as light and funny as possible because you're continuing to distance yourself from that voice and diminish its diminish its power. You know, I got I got no time for you right now, Karen. Please show yourself to the door. You know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So you're really creating the distance. But but using that different pronoun and really creating the self distancing, super duper effective. Try it. Try it later today when you when you notice a negative voice. Okay, number two is to use more accurate language as you hear yourself saying and the easiest ones to catch are the never ever what you're hearing yourself saying that you never know what to say or that you always clam up at work stop yourself and get more real and accurate with your language right there it's true i've been having trouble talking to my boss lately but i've certainly been in many meetings where i had no problem voicing my opinion or yeah i have trouble voicing my opinion at work I do it really well at home. I'm going to have to figure out how to translate those skills over here. Uh, it's not true that my husband never has my back. There have absolutely been times when he's been there for me. And if you can put in the specific times, you know, it, you know, there was that time this, there was that, there was that. Even if, there's, even if there's one, it means that it's not never or always. Um, I, I can never do anything right. You know, I can never do anything right. Be, you know, become something like, yeah, I, oh, I messed that up. All right. You know. But sometimes I'm on and sometimes I'm not. <laughs> so, boy, I was off. Well, what can I do to be more on? 
tomorrow or later today. You know, it, it's a, it's a, when you're more accurate, you calm the F down. You calm down. And the catastrophizing, the generalizing statements, what, again, you're breaking them down into more accurate, true statements. And it doesn't mean they get broken down into puppy dog tails and rainbows, right? Doesn't mean that. Again, like, yeah, I messed up. Yeah, sometimes I do. Sometimes I mess up. <laughs> so that happens. So, you know, your inner critic and negative, all that negative self-talk, they offer you, again, no room for growth or change. So you, you're going to talk yourself into a corner where, where there's no options. So the other thing, which comes from the Carol Dweck's work around, I love her name, Dweck. Come on, Wesky Webbit. You, you know you think it every time. Carol, if you're listening, I love you. Uh, she's amazing. She's the growth mindset, fixed mindset woman. Uh, all her great research. But one of my favorite things from her is to use add the word yet to a sentence. I haven't figured that out yet. We haven't been able to improve our relationship yet. The word yet offers it. You know, you got hope, right? There's hope. There's possibilities. There's problem solving. There's brainstorming. You know, instead of that despair and feeling paralyzed, you have somewhere to go. So that's what all this accurate language is. And it's, and that, and by the way, Anna used that a lot also yet. She loved that because she would, could easily say to herself, wow, you know, no, I've been through a lot. You know, I just haven't figured this out yet. I, I haven't done this yet. So, you know, Anna can be quiet. <laughs> Um, and I, I, I guess I want to throw in here really quick that it, it is important to realize, you know, your inner critic isn't the enemy. Uh, there's, and there's actually a really great, um, approach, uh, called internal family systems or IFS. It was developed by, uh, Richard Schwartz. Is that his name? Richard Schwartz. I think that's his name. Um, he, he's a Harvard psychologist and, um, the internal family system says that your so your inner critic is just one of many sort of personalities that you have, uh, and they're all fighting to be number one, right? They all want to kind of be on top, and but that it's your inner critic. It's trying to protect you. It, it's actually on your side, even though it's misguided. You know, your inner critic is trying to keep you from harm. It's trying to uh, not have you fall in love and then get hurt. It's trying to not have you you know, be embarrassed or ashamed uh, before doing it to yourself. It, so it's, it is trying to help you. It's, it's telling you you're not good enough because it's trying to protect you from someone else telling you you're not good enough kind of thing. And you can really can learn to, in a way to sort of, I don't know, thank the inner critic is the right words, but to just sort of, so, okay, I got it. You were here. I do appreciate that. I get it. There was a lot to protect when I was five, but I'm a grown woman now and I can, I can do my own stuff, you know? And then again, use more accurate language to tell it <laughs> lovingly to shut the hell up. Uh, that accurate language is really, you can, you can include this if you want to kind of bump your accurate language up a notch is to sort of say, thanks. Okay. I see you. I see you, inner critic. I see it. And I appreciate that you're trying to help. And that's not what I need right now. Okay. And the last, number three, is be loving and kind to yourself. <laughs> I, I want you to start practicing loving kind, kindness meditation on the daily if this is a deal for you. And again, 
uh, my client use this a lot. I've I had a lot of clients use this. It's really, really helpful. Stop rolling your eyes. I see you. I know. I have a camera in your home. I see you rolling your eyes. Loving kindness meditation. Uh, or I can't meditate. Uh, no, I'm going to make it super easy for you. I'm going to give you a link to a free gift. Free, free, free. Did I mention free? Uh, to make this a no-brainer. That'll only take a few minutes, a few minutes of your time each day. I think I, it's about eight minutes, nine minutes, something like that. It's short, but, and I mentioned this in another podcast also, but, you know, and I just want to sort of reinforce in case you didn't listen to that podcast. Some people don't listen to all my podcasts, which I find shocking, but I want to explain a minute about the research, about what loving kindness meditation really is and why it's research backed, seriously effective tool for shutting up your inner asshole. Okay. That's what we're doing here. So basically any loving kindness meditation, it, it just focuses on developing feelings of compassion, love, kindness, not hard to figure out, right? Warmth, but it's towards yourself and other people. And th there's again, a huge amount of research on it. And it shows, uh, it shows that it helps you shut off the inner critic and the negative voice in your head. It reduces self-criticism as well as depressive symptoms. Can you say bingo? Again, I'll link in the show notes and on my in the blog post, the corresponding blog post to this podcast, all the research. If you want to go look it up yourself, if for some reason you don't believe me, even though you should, I do the research. I look. It's there. Uh, it also decreases negative emotions and increases positive ones when you do loving kindness meditation. It increases feelings of social connection. It decreases loneliness. I got some lonely folks listening right now. It decreases loneliness. It's effective my favorite, even in small doses. It, the research shows you can literally do like a 10-minute meditation and feel more connected and happier. I might have made the meditation 10 minutes because I remember I read the research. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, it increases your compassion and empathy for yourself and other people. And it's even been shown, get this, to decrease migraines and chronic pain. I know. It's kind of miraculous, right? It's miraculous. So I want you to download my Loving Kindness Guided Meditation. I want you to listen to it every day for one week, 10 minutes a day for one week. And I really want you to watch the changes that happen because as you become more peaceful, compassionate, and loving, not only will, will your inner critic become muted, but you're going to see, I'm telling you, your life open up in ways you haven't even thought of. And that's it for today. <laughs> uh, as always, hopefully you found today jam-packed with ideas and, and tips and ways you can, you know, really understand what's going on. Uh, as always, I would love it if you emailed me and let me know, first of all, how you're finding the podcast, which ones you find most helpful, which ones were not, or what you'd like more of or less of. Um, you can tell me to shut up if you want less or more. I want to hear. Uh, I'd like to hear if you, there's some topics you want me to cover that I haven't covered yet. So if you've stayed with me this long, <laughs> please shoot me an email, abby at abbymedcalf.com. Can't get easier. And let me know your thoughts. I, I really do appreciate them and it really helps me help you. That's it. Have an amazing week and above and everything else, be loving and kind to yourself. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety 
to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.